I could easily die, you know. And <laughs> so who else is going to take over? Just the that out of context. Just, I keep telling Kong, you know, I could easily die. <laughs> no, I can, I can do that so easy. I mean, and he would have like to take over. He's pretty rusty. And Kong is just I could do that. Rusty. Yeah, I could do that. I'm just really good at that. I know, right? I'm Are sure. you recording? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. where we geek out about everything, especially Uptown Sacramento. I'm your host, Sheila. I'm your host, Sierra. And I'm your host, Jonathan. If you're new here, we record in the podcast studio inside Sector 7 Salon, and you can find the salon at Sector 7 on Instagram, or Sector 7 Salon on Instagram, and Sector7Salon.com. You can find us at the Blue Box Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at blueboxpod at gmail.com. So today, we're going to start by filling you in on some of the Boulevard's current events. Then we have an awesome guest interview today with our Jonathan Sensei, mentor and boss, the famous master brewer at King Kong Brewery, the one and only John Anaya. Yeah. But first, what's the current events? What's happening on the Boulevard this okay, week? Okay, so this is what's happening on the Boulevard. Third Eye um, Grand Opening is June 19th, which we're super excited about. Mm-hmm. And they've got them Joneses, a new little restaurant that's going to be in the back of Third Eye. So excited. Mm-hmm. We also got That Guy Eyewear Trunk Show, June 25th. Um, as always, we got Burley Takeout Trivia at King Kong on Thursdays. And King Kong has some... Um, some live music coming out. Ooh, tell us about I'm it. Super stoked about this. City of Trees Brass Band on Friday from six to nine. And Los Gents said it wrong last time. <laughs> um, on this Saturday from six to nine. Super excited. They have an amazing patio for like live music. So it's like I always like to try to get out there. It's yeah, pretty so awesome. And now that the heat wave's over, it's not gonna be completely unbearable temperature wise. Well, it's gonna be it. a good time. All right. So hi John. Hello. You are the master brewer at King Kong Brewery. Do we have the correct John? I think so. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, so. We have one Jonathan and then a John. It's a little confusing. It's a lot yeah, of Johns on the me. boulevard. Yeah, you too many. Me. You can just call me Tater Todd. It's fine. <laughs> tater Todd? What? Wait, hold on. Pause. Where does that come from? It's my last name is Tate. Oh, that's cute. Oh, my God. Jon- Jonathan. Tater. I- She's been trying to get Tater as a nickname for so long. <laughs> for like years. I own it. Tater Todd. If that just sticks, I'm going to be so pissed. Well, I got the right spelling of John, by the way. So he's. Oh, burn. I know. He's like Jonathan and you're. Jonathan. So. Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> That's what it looks Joan. like. Jonathan. Oh. oh my gosh. Okay, so we're going to start out with the fun get to know you questions, get to know you a little bit more personally before we get into the nitty gritty of like how you got here on the boulevard and all the business questions. Have you prepped yourself? Do you have good answers Absolutely. for all the personal ones? <laughs> I hope so. We'll see. All right, Sheila, do you want to go first? <laughs> okay, first question is, the farthest you've traveled. Great. 2014, went out to um, bend uh, a few months out in London, England. A few Ooh. months? A few months, yeah. Wow, what for? More than a few months, actually. I was actually working there. Huh. That's where I started my professionally career. Oh, or no professional way. Professional career, actually. Oh, so, that's awesome. Great experience. Loved it. Expensive. Right. Oh, I right. bet. Learned a lot as far as uh, how the original folks who created what an ale is today. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And, um, you know, how to go about doing a good pub. Love that. Because uh, they do it well. They do. Not that, that Americans do. don't do it well, but I would say that you're going to have, if you guys ever go to London, 
London, go to a great pub. Okay. It's super easy to spend mm-hmm. all day there. Are there any that you recommend? Uh, there Nowadays, to be honest with you, and it's, it's sad because of the whole well pandemic and then also the craft movement that's happening out in London. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, in 2014, when I, when I was out there, uh, a lot of the pubs were closing down because a couple things. But majority, I think, was primarily that the craft American style beers were starting to come about. Oh. And this was, you know, something that I was pretty sad about because I, I went to London for one reason. And the reason was to learn how to do a good real ale. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, let me clarify, I guess, because uh, if uh, the listeners don't really know what a real ale is, it's essentially a beer that's alive from start to finish. Oh. Kind of like what we do at King Kong a little bit, but I use a couple things and techniques that uh, I've learned through school and experience where the real ale kind of just becomes a beer without any growth Mm-hmm. going on so real ale essentially means you brew a beer you package it in a small container still alive or what we i here in america we call it a green beer okay uh, and then you condition it in this vessel whether here we're drinking some some cans um if we were conditioning the can essentially it would carbonate naturally in the container it would settle out naturally in the container and then it creates a certain taste and flavor. Uh, but when you go to a pub, you, because keep in mind, uh, you know, the British folks didn't have refrigeration or most European countries, refrigeration, just here in America, refrigeration came because, you know, we, we like to like to have a fridge full of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially beer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is uniquely American. That is, I mean, that's pretty much my house. But um, <laughs> so you go to a pub and you have your kegs, essentially, which mm-hmm. they call casks. It's just a small barrel, wood or steel, and it's sitting right in back of the bar. So pretend you're at King Kong Brewing mm-hmm. and instead of having the tap handles there, mm-hmm. you're going to be looking at, you know, a dozen of little small containers oh, okay. or mini- miniature barrels. Mm-hmm. And within that barrel, you have a little faucet, which we call a hand pump. And instead of sending CO2 into this container, you're pumping out the beer so it's sucking in oxygen and pumping out the beer. And the reason it's called real is because you're it's conditioning in that container coming out essentially in a, oh, okay. like a live right. atmosphere. So it's not even where I at King Kong, we, I like to take my beers down to 32 degrees or less before I give it to the consumers. And, you know, it does some clarities and we'll talk more about that later. But uh, anyways, right. so that's kind of a cool thing to do. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Um, all right. That sounds good. So I'll... That, I know that. And it's usually room temperature, I love right? That. That's so it's cool. usually 50 degrees. Yeah. Oh, okay. Room temperature, because, you know, keep in mind in, in England, it doesn't get to 110 degrees. Yeah. If right. it does, then people are dying because there's right. no AC there. Yeah. Right. Oh, there's it, no AC there? No, it's an island, you know. So typically, it's like being in San Francisco, essentially. I mean, most people in San Francisco or the Bay Area don't have AC at all. They don't have AC at all. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I live in Fairfield and right. we hardly use the AC because we get some of that coastal breeze coming mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. or they call it the Delta breeze. Um, Ooh, we oh, love I the see. DB here in Sacramento. The DB. The DB. <laughs> I always talk about that whenever the summer comes. I It's like, it's literally, I don't know. It's like I'm an old person. I just start talking about the DB. Like, I'm like, I mean, did you feel that Delta breeze? Did you feel that Delta <laughs> breeze? I love the We've Delta had breeze. It all week. I love the Delta breeze. The when Delta I'm at the breeze. brewery, I want yeah. the Delta Breeze. Okay, speaking of Delta Breeze, um, what's your favorite breakfast cereal? Oh, yeah. Believe it or that not. That had nothing to do with the uh, Delta Breeze. I just wanted to ask the question. <laughs> Honey Nut Cheerios. 
nice true. classic That's very mm-hmm. classic very classic super good um so how do you prepare your cereal oop knew it was coming <laughs> <laughs> you know you just you pour a big bowl of honey nuts and then just put the milk straight in and that's it is that yeah, how you do it I, yeah that i'm i'm, I'm pretty uh, pretty standard pretty standard just in that classic. Yeah, i mean yeah so yeah I, I i go with you know pretty much uh, a full bowl of cheerios honey nut and then milk on top get my spoon and then just attack it and then what what if you have milk <laughs> left over dump it no i like to you sip it. <laughs> i do yeah and you know why because that has all the flavor right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is true especially yes. with the honey nut cheerios for like sure. honey and milk for some reason mm-hmm. is yeah. like such a good pairing i feel like it's just like sugar and milk is good in general mm-hmm. but like a classic cereal classic technique i can yeah. respect that That's but you classic. know I, i'm just i'm weird that way because i like to beat me Pho, they call it, uh-huh. yeah. or pho, some people say, but it's that's pho. probably how I would say it. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that. I, so a lot of the Vietnamese folks that ever um, I talk to when I'm eating, they say they don't eat much of the broth oh, okay. or drink. So, oh, okay. But I'm the one that's going to drink all the mm-hmm. broth. Yeah, because all the flavors there. All the flavors. Yeah, there. it's like you know, a that comforting to me makes soup. Sense. Mm-hmm. Soup broth makes sense to me because it's like yeah. The problem with the cereal milk for me is by the time I. You add, you're at the end. It's not the temperature it should be. Like, it's too warm, you know? Mm. I think that's because of your technique, though. <laughs> What's no. your technique, by the way? Oh, don't ask her. She'll oh, go no? into it. <laughs> well, no, it's a very normal technique where normal? I just put a little milk in and a little cereal at a time. It's milk not first, that normal. Cereal not second. Normal. She goes to the table. <laughs> you like, like to homogenize this. it. <laughs> well, I just can't stand soggy <laughs> cereal or warm milk. Oh. Warm milk's the grossest. I think you got to switch off of dairy because warm any other kind of milk isn't that bad. No, that's warm the... dairy milk is bleh. no. Warm... Wait, wait, wait! You're for, you have cold milk going into the cereal, right? Yeah. No. no, that's what I'm saying. I don't like when my milk gets like even the warmth. If I even drink a glass of milk, it's got to be like straight up. We're not sitting around <laughs> for any moments of time. We're not swirling. Just We're just <laughs> down the gullet. I'll even add ice sometimes if it's if I'm getting crazy. You are oh, a wow, monster. That is crazy. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, the fact that you even I've, just drink milk in a glass. I've never met disturbing? anybody that, that has done it that way. But Sometimes, cool. I'm not even kidding you, Chinese food is my favorite. Like mm-hmm. a glass of ice milk. That goes really good together. <laughs> a glass what? of ice milk. Ice milk. I was what? with you and the Chinese food, and then you said glass of milk, and I was like, well, that's like adding ice to your wine. I, no, you, I, no, well, that, no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do you add ice to your beer? No. Oh, thank that's God. That's actually really weird but you know what can i <laughs> jonathan and i were clutching our pearls for those not listening <laughs> i mean for those not watching god damn it can i tell you though i'm um, out of here <laughs> honestly i like when my beer gets kind of warm okay so you don't so, like warm no, milk I mean, but you like warm beer like sometimes when i oh, first get it i'm like god so cold well, like he was saying earlier, warmer or ales are usually a lot warmer than yeah. what we drink it at. Like yeah, a lot yeah. of this is probably 38 degrees with that fridge. It's under yeah. 40 degrees. Huh. But yeah. 50 I like it like this ale. halfway down, huh. like this temperature I like where it's like not really cold. That well, it's actually is fair enough. Yeah. There's too. there's a couple yeah. things that you could probably, and I agree to that comment, just because uh, you're reducing the CO2 levels, uh, which will actually 
create more of a body to the beer. Oh, okay. So a lot of that body has a lot of proteins and a lot mm-hmm. of proteins will come out with flavor um, oh, that okay. creates a flavor. So the more carbonated the beer is, the colder it is, the least flavorful it is. Oh, okay. And that's yeah. why I think Americans kind of differ because we like our Budweiser cold. Right. I was right. going to say, is that why Ice. Coors and Bud Light are so awful? Yeah. Exactly. Because you get it really cold and then... Well, uh, yeah. I mean, the colder the beer, the, the least uh, detections of you know flavors mm-hmm. uh, especially you know for a brewery and I'll, I'll mention this if there's any brewers here i'm sorry but there's off flavors that a lot of brewers have in, in their beer the colder it is the harder it is to detect but once it warms up oh watch out See, and that's <laughs> kind of funny oh, so that's why they have the mountains on the coors can so that it, you know well, it's no, cold I mean, and you I, can't taste no, how bad it is budweiser, budweiser and coors do it well they, they have i mean scientists involved they spend billions of money, uh, dollars in, in their product and they're one of the probably the, the cleanest beers out in the world because of that but people don't like it because it's <laughs> just simple ingredients well, yeah, and yeah. It just it's just really easy to go down right mm-hmm. Well, I think like I typically like these beers like warmer, you know, it's like it all it kind of almost started like when I started drinking IPAs. I liked just down the road when I got like halfway through it, I just liked it better. So it's not like I want to sit around and like yeah, drink like a warm Corona or something. <laughs> just but, heat it up on the stove first right, or right. drink it. No, but I would say that if you guys ever been, to, I mean, you guys have been in Kikom, but if you like the Prague at night, the Czech style mm-hmm. lager, you let that just kind of get a little warmer and uh-huh. I personally think it tastes better. Yeah. Hmm. Same here on that one yeah. love that do you want to do number three yeah sure uh what is your favorite superhero john mm. superman really yeah <laughs> oh no superman. he's dc yeah 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 fortunately you know when i was a kid i used to wear a cape and you know climb up to my parents roof <laughs> and jump off of it trying to fly oh my god i, I, I didn't break anything thank course, god <sighs> i used to jump off the roof onto a trampoline I mean, onto a trampoline. With a cape, because we used to play wrestling and jump off and slam the kid down. I mean, if if I was married and my wife wouldn't complain, I would put an S on my chest. (laughs) Would you? (laughs) I I think I'd be dope. I feel like like, into a pool or on a trampoline, jumping off a roof is fine. But did you jump off into anything or was it just jumping off? Yeah. I mean, my house was uh, where I grew up. I grew up in the country, so it was a a small house and the roof wasn't very high. But no, yeah, I just straight up to the lawn and... Kids are like (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I have four kids and I would not ever let my kids right. do that yeah yeah <laughs> but my mom did so that's bananas i think that's really she's funny. like oh he's cool he's not screaming right i think that's just totally like a generational thing where it's like yeah. a lot of the stuff we we did in the 80s parents would be like are you kidding me? and yeah. we did it and then now people that are raising kids are like i would never let my kid do that yeah 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 we survived it we did survive. <laughs> I think that, that's the natural progression like you want your kids to be better and safer right, than you right. are <laughs> what is your hometown i grew up in a small town called ripon it's right off the 99 so if you're heading down 99 south uh, right past you so you, you pass Stockton and then you go Manteca and then the next little town is called Ripon mm-hmm. it's about probably 13,000 population right now mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but you'll know, notice because there's a two big water towers as you go by oh, so right before okay. you get to Modesto yeah you'll see these huge water yeah. towers there and that's my hometown oh okay Wait, cool R-I-P-O-N yeah oh okay I, like, I, I remember this, the signs <laughs> yeah. on the road but I've never like heard it said out loud. Rip yeah, on. rip on. But <laughs> right on, right on. It's actually ripping. So ripping. 
little Dutch community. It's really now cool. I'll know. Yeah, a lot of you know a lot of farmers there. I mean, when I grew up, there was only three thousand people, and then got to about five thousand when I was in elementary, and then eight thousand when I was in high school, and that was a lot more. But it was a little tiny town. Yeah, cute. Really great to be there, and it's awesome because a lot of the beer that King Kong is selling is uh, going to that area right now. Oh yeah, just yeah. because hey. all my uh, all my homies out yeah. there, they're like, give me some, give me some. Shout out, Rippin. <laughs> yeah, shout out. <laughs> is that part wow. of our distro? Or is- uh yeah. Yeah, actually, they're going out there now, and I'm trying to get to the Save Mart. You know, because, you know, you get kind of empowered sometimes when you uh, are in a brewery setting and, you know, you want to mass produce a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And then you make it to your hometown. Right. That's cool. And people are asking for your <laughs> yeah. beer. That's where the S on my chest starts right. coming. <laughs> That's so wholesome. That I is love perfect. It. So anyways. Yeah, that is perfect. Okay, so what is your guilty pleasure? Uh, okay, I'll say it because uh, <laughs> my uh, fellow student here actually was listening to it. But freestyle music. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason um, I shouldn't be guilty about it, but, you know, I am because it brings me back to when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up and, you know, little vinyls and yeah, people right. in school, you mm-hmm. know, bring it out and start busting the little freestyle and break dancing a bit. <laughs> Cute. You know, so uh, you don't see that very often anymore. You yeah, know, you, it, it's just no. kind of like way too old. And I am 43 years old, so I, I guess I have a right to be so. But yes, you know, someone I older than me in here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so, say it. <laughs> I did. I'm OK. I'm OK. It's so. only by three years because these guys, they're too young. Yeah. I'm 35. It's, it's not still, that much. I'm only 27. She's a baby. She's a baby. But there's there's a, a cool thing about dance and music. And it, I was telling John this is, you know, it's kind of weird why I feel guilty about it. But I think, you know, my kids and my wife don't understand anything about it. And a lot of people really don't either. Yeah. I'm ashamed to play it sometimes because they're like, <laughs> we were rocking you're dating out yourself. Yeah, right. Right? Like, so they're like, how old are you? <laughs> we were Hard. rocking out to it this morning. Oh, we were. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had to do it. Yeah. I had to do it. <laughs> Light day figured. Uh, and I do it every once in a while, but not very often. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. especially when I'm by myself, I'll bust it out. It was pretty chill. All right, really Jonathan, was. what's that last question there? So when the zombie apocalypse happens, what would you be your weapon of choice, but no guns? A katana sword. Oh, hell yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. that's pretty dope. <laughs> Just because I, you know, I uh, I like to cook when I'm home and beer actually got me to, to be a better cook in general, just to find the balances of flavors. Mm-hmm. But uh, as a brewer and, and as a cook, you have to have the right equipment right. to be able to do what you do uh-huh. and do it easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a chef knife uh-huh. is like a miniature katana. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That thing will cut you in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now a samurai sword is big and you could take care of business. Seriously. <laughs> you could cut Sharp, people in I mean, half. It's just like, whoosh, I mean, butter. most shear blades are made in Japan mm-hmm. or like most like high sure, quality yeah, steel absolutely. blades are made in Japan. So like I cut myself probably like seven times a week. Like, and I don't even feel it until I'm like, oh, I'm bleeding everywhere. Right. Like, so having a, so a straight up way. blade made of that, I, I would even... kill myself before I killed anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was totally thinking. I'm like, I don't, wouldn't even want that thing anywhere near me because I would just accidentally bump it and it's all of a sudden my arm's gone. You yeah. Know? <laughs> You're like, oh, I need that. <laughs> but I think, John, I think you could handle it. Absolutely. And I think that's a, a super good choice. I think a sword is always a good... Mm-hmm. The bat always, I feel like, it, that's you have to beat somebody so hard with that to kill them. Yeah. It's scary and then they get a little close to you. But a katana has like some, some length to it so you could keep them I, away if you need to. I don't want to be creepy, but you could cut people's heads off. <laughs> yeah. 
That's not creepy. Body. That's survival. Especially if you're a if zombie was coming towards me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to cut that guy Go in for half. the head. And you or knew how head. to sharpen yeah. it properly. Oh, for sure. Like, that's, I love that's it. the best answer we've gotten so far. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Mine was, mine a, was a baseball bats. bat, and so was Tens. Tens was a bat, yeah. but Ten played baseball, so at yeah. least she knows how to use it. But I don't remember what mine is. I'm going to have to go back and listen. I'm not going to kill anybody. Like, I'm just going to like take my own life because I couldn't survive. I don't have the stamina to beat somebody, a, mm-hmm. a zombie probably, especially yeah. to death with a bat. Yeah. Who could do that? That's yeah. so much work. Like, in today's world, I like I don't like fighting. Like I'm just like, no, like I'm not it's not worth my time. But like if I had to like survive, I could probably do it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I I'd just like shave my head and go on with my life. <laughs> <laughs> you would be like, what's her name in Mad Max? Furiosa. <laughs> I love that lady. Mm-hmm. Charlize Theron honestly could step on me and oh I'd say gosh. thank you. Why? With oh, a shaved she, head, yeah, she looks she, even better without any hair. Right. Who does that? Wow. <laughs> now you're going way back. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was in high school when that movie came out. No, what? the newer one. Which Mad, Mad Max? Max? Oh, no, no, not no, the, no, no, not, not uh, the old not one. The no, okay, okay, never mind. Not the Mel Gibson. Sorry. But the Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> the Thunderdome. Is no, legit, bro. That yeah. was probably when you were in high school. The mm-hmm. Thunderdome. Because I was gonna okay. say Mad Max Fury, Fury Road, Road came out when okay. I was in high school, yeah, yeah. and all right, all right, all right. I was like, that was not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> and she ain't forty three. Okay, okay. So let's get into the business of it. Let's do it, John. We kind of like to hear hear people's like Boulevard story, like how they got to the Boulevard, like just basically your story of how you ended up here in this amazing community. Cool. So 2014, uh, Kong win owner of King Kong Bruin went on to meet me <laughs> we went to on a mission to learn about beer UC Davis so shout out to those students or mm-hmm. people who are going to UC Davis what a great school yeah um, my undergrad is computer engineering I went to another school which actually Kong and I went to the same undergrad school University of the Pacific in Stockton so long story so I didn't know Kong then oh, okay. yeah no no okay. so we met at Davis okay and he we got so first meeting we had I asked him so what style of beer do you like to drink and he's like well i don't know i I guess i don't really i don't know and i'm like do you even drink beer he's like no not really (laughs) <laughs> but this is the cool he's like no nah, you know and i'm like so what you're here because you want to learn how to brew he's like well you know the the brewing industry is starting to you know blossom and mm-hmm. and i come from a family of business folks and i want to i want to start a business okay and i said so you're here to learn how to brew beer to start a brewery he's like yeah so long story short i said okay cool man let's get together if you don't know think about beer because I love beer. Right. And I'm going to show you every style possible. Okay. So I made it my goal. And he'll tell you if you ever ask him. Poor, poor guy. Poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, I took him everywhere. I had him try all kinds of beers. I was probably the first one to ever get him drunk, probably. Right. But uh, Yeah. But uh, I think he appreciated it. And I think he found out. And I kind of told him this is a style. This is what's going on. You know, this is from this region. And yada, yada, yada. Once we were kind of halfway in the class, he uh, had this the building that we're in right now if you look at it where you come into the tap room that's kind of half of the building okay. so where the brewery divides the tap room uh-huh. um, there was a glass shop there mm-hmm. and kong had the other where is the brewery now but it was okay. an empty building and it was pretty trashy so he's like john can you help me you know i, I want to start brewing some beer and his parents had a um, vietnamese restaurant 
in the uh, south of Sacramento mm-hmm. off of Stockton Boulevard that he wanted to serve his beers because at that point he was getting his ABC license and he was starting to get licensed to brew but he just had any equipment so I'm like all right why don't you get this equipment why don't we and so I helped him get the equipment drove over to Concord picked the fermenters little small ones that you see there at the brewery mm-hmm. and then helped him you know brew a couple first beers right I actually gave him which is now the pale ale which is the gorilla mm-hmm. uh-huh that was one of my old kind of homebrew recipes in the past that I tweaked a lot now, but I gave it to him like, Hey man, this is yours. Start with this mm-hmm. and then build on it. <laughs> and they started it and he kept it. He liked it. People liked it. Uh-huh. And then That's good. it's still, still involved. So yep. th- in that time, 2014, I was coming in and out from school to, to Kong's here at Del Paso uh-huh. Boulevard and just brewing small batches of beer with them. Right. And, you know, got to really know the boulevard a little bit at night specifically specifically because uh-huh. this was after class so right, right. Yeah. so you here. guys were still at davis we were at davis yeah so you guys met at davis and then he wanted to open up a place and it wasn't like you were gonna come on and work with him you were just like helping him no yeah it's just a friend friend to help him you know i had other goals i definitely want to go travel a little bit mm-hmm. in the brewing industry and um oh right you know because i previous that i was a computer engineer i hated my life my wife knew i hated it and then got into home brewing and then i loved it went to she actually signed me up to the brewing program in davis that's how i got there Oh, and then, awesome. but I wanted to go out and explore the world right, in the brewing right. because I, you know, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Where he wanted to start a business, so that yeah, so essentially oh, I, okay. I was helping him as a friend, right? Mm-hmm. But I was always there right. if he needed my help, right? But you weren't mm-hmm. like I brewing. had no idea I was going to be yeah. working okay. at King Kong mm-hmm. Brewing when I was in t- 2014. I had right. no idea. <laughs> so I guess that's where I could talk a little bit about how I got here, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So he, so you didn't really know this area. You're not. You don't live here in Sacramento. You're I don't live here in Sacramento. Sacramento. No, I live in Fairfield, and um, I. Uh, bought a house my wife and family bought a house out in fairfield 2016 Mm -hmm. so he i was working in london then came to fairfield and then kong said this was a year after or a little bit under a year after he started and during that time i was helping him with equipment he was asking my advice about what to get you know what tanks Mm -hmm. to get Mm -hmm. uh what style of beers all this other stuff he so i was working in a different facility and then he said hey you know come join me and I said, no, I can't. <laughs> um, I was going to say, damn, that easy? <laughs> no, I basically said it in a nice way. I didn't say it because, you know, I have four kids and a wife. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, you can't afford me. You know, right. well, I would I would join your facility if you reach this number, mm-hmm. this goal, and then we could talk. Right. And he said, no, you know what? What, what do you need? Let right. me know. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Long story short is we were drinking a couple beers and he, uh, I said, I need this amount. And he said, okay, let's do it. Nice. And oh my God. I said, holy crap. You're okay. like, wait. <laughs> Can I take that comment back? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm driving to Sacramento now every day. <laughs> so anyways, I, I ended up here. And, and the reason behind that is because, uh, you know, I felt like really, you know, uh, all the equipment, everything that was there, some of the beers were all pretty much, you know, my recommendation. I had a lot that I already put into it right and it felt just naturally like this was my home even though i wasn't even getting paid to be a part of the facility before and he was a good friend and i wanted him to succeed so Mm -hmm. but i did tell him i said hey you know if i come come on i want to make sure that i have some control over you know what happens as far as a beer and what direction it goes and i said that not to be cocky or anything i just said it because my experience i had two businesses i 
breweries that I was working at before. And I felt like, you know, I had a little bit more experience than he did on mm-hmm. how to direct a brewery. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And he accepted it. So awesome. Love that. So then as soon as you came on, Kong stopped brewing his own beer? Uh, Yeah. So he was a brewer uh, for the first eight to, I think, eight months to 12 months, something like that. I can't remember. Well, actually less because I joined in October of 2018. So, so he had just started, about, right? Yeah. It was about seven months in. Yeah, seven, eight months in. Um, but cool. at that, that point, I was, so there's, I mean, I, I guess I could say it, but orangutan was uh, one of my recipes. Pilsner was one of my recipes. I start and a couple other ones. So he had his own, but then I was kind of helping him with the other ones. Right. Mm-hmm. While I was still working at another facility. I see. So, and the beers were kind of selling and he kind of knew that. And I, right. could, I, I think that's where kind of we, we met together and be like, okay, it's a perfect fit. Right. You know, essentially. Yeah. But yeah, so we, that's cool. kind of how it. I think that's a, out. that's a super awesome story especially that you guys like you know kind of started off together or whatever you know you just helping him and you Mm -hmm. didn't work there at all you know but then it was like there was a pool to it and you ended up there anyway but that's why you know kong is so such an awesome man because he he sees a vision Mm -hmm. and regardless of what you know sometimes we get as human beings we kind of stuck in our own ways Mm -hmm. totally but uh knowing that you know he had a a mission and he wanted to do something and he wanted to take care of it and and he took it he took care of that. And he's like that now where he sees an issue, he'll solve it and yeah. you know, he'll take care of it instead of, oh, well, no, this is this is not how it's going to be done. Right. But And that's where I think a lot of bosses, you know, give the freedom and the right and the power to, to their hired individuals right. to continue the business. Yeah. And uh, that really helps the business grow because mm-hmm. you're not, you know, being told what to do, essentially. Right. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of breweries get stuck in that. A lot of businesses do, too. And I like that it happened really authentically. Like, you guys are just friends, brewing beer, hanging out, and then it's just like the natural progression aggression wasn't just like okay see you later it was like okay now we have to like work together like do this seriously Mm -hmm. right yeah we still i mean to this day we talk to each other pretty much daily we work we text i mean it's just like right yeah from the 2014 to now it's been the same communication Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool it really is it's like it's still the same thing right Mm -hmm. but now i'm working with him so (laughs) i'm working for him do you remember that picture of you guys in the original brew house before the brew house was there yeah did you you didn't take that no not the original one but i took the second one of you guys on top of oh, the brew deck oh you should show yeah. and we put them together we can we can post it oh, yeah, yeah that'd let's be cool. do that let's post that it. was old school yeah oh. it was from five years before and then two years after opening oh cool yeah. you should just like recreate that picture every year yeah, yeah should, cute. Huh? Really i think cute. kong still had long hair at that point he did what? <laughs> oh no, did you not know kong with long hair no. he had his hair down oh, to no. below the middle of his exposed. back yeah oh, what yes yes he used to braid it too Oh, that's Whoa. so cool. Shout out, Kong. Because yeah, he seems so, like, clean cut. Now he is. Now he is. Yeah. He's I mean, that's all I know yeah. him as is clean cut. So what do you think makes King Kong successful in this area specifically? You know, one of the things that uh, when I first joined the team, and, and, and I always was in his ear from the story of being in brew school to now is that beer is, is a tool to make memories. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about memories where you're just so drunk, you're throwing up. Yeah. No, I'm talking about <laughs> memories like now nah, we're just, you know, or trivia night memories where you have good right. friends and, and, and good family members yeah. around you, exactly. or, you know, community coming mm-hmm. into the environment, cheers, cheers in each other over a well-crafted pint of beer. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's what beer is all about. And that's what King Kong's all about. Mm-hmm. It's it's just really bringing in the community one pint at a time. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's that's been always our motto, even though we don't say it. Kong and I will mm-hmm. we'll, we'll discuss it, but you know we, we want to bring people in one drop at a time if right. that's possible. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because you you get to uh, you meet people who are you know one style of beer only. Yeah, and we don't have it, so they get all upset. <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. We that you one know, guy who just wanted waiting for your pills to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is great. You know, we love that. But it's it's that one beer that brings them back. But the one thing that people have always told me, because I try to make it a point to stay out in the brewery and mm-hmm. talk to people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they always say, John, you know, besides your beer being great. They say your atmosphere here is phenomenal Mm -hmm. because I personally, we treat everybody, uh, all the, all, every single one employee, I think that, that we have so far treats people like it's their own family. Right. Yep. We don't, yeah. Like it's a, it's a very warm, warm environment and even just the people that go there, not just people that work there, but the type of people that go there all the time, Yep. you know, you see the same people there all the time people from the community and even if you don't know each other's names or anything but it's always like hi or like stuff like that it's like a super super friendly environment yeah and breweries sometimes aren't always like that they can be a little hipstery and mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. a little whatever sure. vibey absolutely no, a little vibey. when you very walk in the door so. it feels oh, like so, family yeah. Yeah, and, and it's going back to the comment that I made uh, or the story I told you about being in London and how pubs were important. And, and we had a uh, family and I had an awesome opportunity to go out to the south of, of London and uh, which is a, a county or a borough, I guess they call it or. I can't remember what they say, but it's like a state south of that, and it's in the countryside. And every pub that exists in, in the old old days in the country, or even anywhere, just an old pub, were always stationed by a church. Hmm. And the only reason that was because foreigners were people who were coming into that town and wanted to know about, say, John and I live in there. Mm-hmm. Well, they would always go and look at the steeple mm-hmm. because the churches had this huge tower thing, right, yeah. with a cross on it. And then they would know there was a pub next to it. Oh, okay. But they would go to the pub to find out how to find X person. Oh, uh-huh. okay. So it was a it was central like a hub right. of the town or the borough or the or the, the town. So that I think we have that here, kind of. It's bringing in the community. Yeah. So yeah. if someone comes in and wants to find out where, you know, no. Tater Todd yeah. is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I say, which one? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> then we, we can interact, right? Like, that would be so cool to have this kind of thing where people come in and be like, you know, where, right. where is Sheila? Where's Sierra? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Or where's Sector 7 at? Right. Well, just, yeah, just go down. You're almost there. Just yeah. go down, you know? And uh, we don't have it. Well, we kind of have a church next to us, but it's not, you, nobody sees it. It's. Oh, yeah. I don't one. even know if it's open. I can see yeah, it from my back. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forget that that's there. The I was like, the wait, alley. what church? Yeah, yeah it'll walk out your door look to the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, how cool is that to have, and I think, you know, a lot of the regulars that come in feel that way and I think you know we should I tell Colin regardless of what size we get and how big we get let's make sure we keep yes. the community that yeah. community going mm-hmm. yeah. totally and I, th- I think there's something um, kind of like what Kong was telling you where he's like oh you know the breweries are like taking off or whatever it's like you can you can almost put a brewer a brewery anywhere and mm-hmm. if you have good beer and you have a good atmosphere like people will come even if they don't even though this one uh, King Kong especially has the community people that live near here people in Woodlake, people over the community like make this their spot where they're mm-hmm. going there constantly but people are coming in from all over you know it's like people know king kong like all over sacramento yeah and so it doesn't really matter where it is if we're just lucky that it's here on the boulevard i always say this and i'm gonna say this live here i really don't care about the beer i care about the people coming <laughs> to the facility I care about you guys. I care about, you know, right. the people who consume it. I mm-hmm. care, you know, how, how mm-hmm. are they? What's going right. on? And that's kind of how I, I uh, make my beers. I, I mm-hmm. base it on 
what who's coming in yeah, and who's, right. who's like talking it. and because i'm a little different brewer than most uh-huh. i don't follow certain recipe that was mm-hmm. been there since the 1900s right mm-hmm. i like to do my own thing and add my own flavors mm-hmm. and uh beer is beer at the end of the time i mean it, it's just like having a chef prepare a salad he could do it 100 ways right totally but just like with distinctions between you know chefs like master chef etc you are a master brewer so what makes someone a master brewer that's a um that's a really good question because there's a lot of talk about it um, within the brewing facility. But what I would say is a master brewer, and this is one of my greatest professors told me, which is a shout out to Dr. Bamforth, the Popa Foam out, UC Davis. He said, it's about your experience. It's about your knowledge. It's about how you impact a brewery and the knowledge you gain, not only just in the brewing department, but in all aspects of the business. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm going to shout out to Budweiser folks because I have a lot of friends who work there or used to work there. Fortunately, now they're they're doing something else. But um, back when the Budweiser family owned it, the master brewer controlled, he was like the brewery manager. Mm-hmm. He was second in command to the boss, right. to the owner. So taproom wasn't working, he was there. Yeah. If the cannon line wasn't working, he was there. If the mm-hmm. bottle line wasn't working, he was there. If the mm-hmm. brewery department wasn't doing something right, he was there. Mm-hmm. If the people getting the grain weren't doing their job, he was there. And that's what distinguishes a brewer from a master brewer is someone who could say, I know what's happening like every step in the of tap the room. Right. I know what's happening in the sales department. Mm-hmm. I know what's happening in the micro lab. I know the oxygen levels in my product. I know how many cell counts I have in, in fermenter number two. I have who's brewing what in one day. Right. I know what kind of beer is being produced right now. Mm-hmm. I know the color of my, I could go on and on. Right. I'd be used alcoholic. So that's a little different because it, it's, it's like, like a person who who owns a building or a facility but doesn't really own it right mm-hmm. <laughs> just takes a lot of pride right in it totally mm-hmm. and you mentioned that you had professors and stuff so is there like a specific schooling that you have to go through to become yeah a so UC brewer? Davis has a really so uh those who want to learn the ins and outs of the science involved mm-hmm. of brewing UC Davis has by far one of the best schools for right it. so I would That's recommend cool. anybody who's getting into the brewing industry seek out UC Davis um, I have a really good friend who teaches there now and and uh, it's only gonna get better so how um, long of a program is it uh, so the certificate program is is what five six months four months five months oh that's months. not long at but all but it's all day five days a week oh it's a really intense it's not like that's you awesome. can work a regular job no 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 you that's have to less than cosmetology school yeah, yeah, yeah. folks <laughs> um and you do just for those who are interested you do have to have uh credits science and i was math. gonna say there has to be some yeah. a lot of science yeah, that's so math. cool yeah. and math okay. yeah yeah not anybody who who's just trying to get into it doesn't have any sort of college education may not will not get in oh okay you have to have some some credits and is that just at uc davis or is that any brewing like you have to have those uh, you know I, i'm not too sure i can't mm-hmm. speak with that i know there's a couple that are coming out and i don't know anything about them but there's some in the east coast so i, I don't know if this is a stupid question but do you have to have a certificate to legally brew beer like to sell to people or can there be people just not brewing in their backyard you do, yeah you do not know you do not have to have any type of education to brew beer you have to follow some abc and ttb guidelines okay so federally and state mm-hmm. will regulate what you what you're doing mm-hmm. but there, there's a lot of home brewers that have started facilities mm-hmm. and have done really good with it okay uh school like anything else teaches you how to learn 
and yeah. the science involved right. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not, school doesn't teach you how to move fluid from A to B. And that's kind right. of John could tell you that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, that's something you learn with experience right. and, mm-hmm. and time. Mm-hmm. But if there's a problem involved with some scientific, you know, say a molecule, say oxygen, in your environment that's gonna stale your beer or break down your beer in, in two weeks what do you do well science kicks in and okay. be like okay this is what i learned this is what we might be able to do or not be able to do right. in most yeah. cases you can't do anything because if, if a batch is ruined it's just easier to dump it down the drain. Uh, okay. yeah it's the difference between like oh this went wrong how do I fix it? And, oh, this went wrong. I know how to fix it. No, because kind of so uh, I guess in clarity for those who are listening who maybe think that, you know, just because a lot of breweries out there, it's a difference between making consistent great beer over and over again, oh, like yeah. Sierra Nevada, ah. Budweiser, Coors, Stone, or making just really good one-offs every time. Mm-hmm. Because even homebrewers yeah. can make incredibly yeah. great beer. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not consistently. <laughs> well, we have to make Campion Light. We have to make Chinguana. We have to make our Oh, yeah. We By the way, Jinle. in the studio we to... today, we are drinking King Kong's El Campion Light. And it is, folks, you got to get some. Mm-hmm. It is so good. 3.8%. Just 3.8. a really good summer beer. Go drink it all day. All so, day yeah. That, so that, that's, that's the difference, really. It's just someone... Um, who could control different departments within a facility and that's where the master comes in right right so you 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 could install a tap handle right but you could also plate you could you know check colors you could check uh, alcohol content Mm -hmm. you could do a lot of stuff that requires a lot of scientific knowledge for that Mm -hmm. so So with that scientific knowledge um um, you said that you were at a couple other breweries before you started working with kong which were talk about what other breweries you were at tell us about that yeah yeah. um so the first one i it was in london uh beavertown brewing company if you guys are in london they're i still talk to him logan a lot of shout outs to logan he's his last name is plant so whoever (laughs) i don't know if you guys are rock (laughs) stars or, or know a lot of old rock oh yeah British like rock. Robert, yeah. Robert, Plant. Robert yeah so it's his son what yeah <laughs> that's um, dope Holy he, started, he started a brewery out there in 2012 2013 I joined them in 2014 and they were about the size of Kongs oh okay and now they, they're t- uh, 100 times the size now. oh wow dang so they went from producing as so I'll do barrel equivalents because a barrel is 31 gallons, but a beer. So they went from doing like 5,000 barrels a year to doing probably close to 50,000. Wow. Well, not more right now. So, yeah, probably even more now because they're ready to lift all those someday soon, order. Jonathan. <laughs> well, at that, at that point, it's sophisticated equipment, multi million, yeah, billion that's pounds, crazy. dollars kind of thing. So it's, I mean, we I, have I mean, I can't four wait. fermenters and that's about 120 barrels worth of beer. So 50. 50, yeah, it's a lot, man. <laughs> it's a lot. So you're talking about each tank is probably 500, 500 barrels each tank. So yeah, we're, we're just, we're kind of pups. Right. We're yeah, little yeah. pups compared to a lot yeah. of people, but um, Pups that it. make a damn good beer, though. So, I always <laughs> say it doesn't matter how small you are, it's how well you can make beer. Mm-hmm. It's true. Very so. true. So what is the process of making that good beer? We all made oatmeal before, right? So Okay, this, I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Or cereal. <laughs> now we're on board. <laughs> So Sheila, I'm gonna go yes. back to your comment Bring it about how, oh, hell yeah. how amazing you pour your cereal into uh, milk. Uh-huh. <laughs> amazing. Okay, that's a word for it. 
that's great. It's so essentially making oatmeal the same way you you pour hot water into your grains and you boil it, convert complex sugars into to simpler sugars. So the barley, the malt that we have is already pre-kindled. Um, the maltsters who prepare it have already converted the complex carbohydrate within, and I could geek out as much as you guys want, but um, inside the barley is a complex carbohydrate of sugar. Within that, because the kernel or the barley is just a seed who needs to germinate. I uh-huh. mean, that's their their right. life, their life is goal. to make more barley plants. <laughs> Gotta do right? your dreams. Right. <laughs> so inside that, like every seed has their own energy source. Oh, yeah. So in order to so survive, right? So monsters, what they do essentially is convert all that into simpler sugars so that when we get it, we could add water to a certain temperature to convert the enzymes that are already in there to continue breaking down those really complex Mm -hmm. sugar strands into simpler ones so in all i mean i'm not a brewer the 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 people who are working really hard and i say people the the live beans that are working really hard in our facility right now (laughs) they're people are yeast cells (laughs) right so yeast cell and i tell every brewer that comes into my facility and i say hey man just make sure that you shout out to those those great cells that you have in your facility because they're the ones that make a damn good beer (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i don't see you swimming inside a tank I don't see you eating those sugars and pooping out CO2 and And, and they do it for free, and too. They, they do it for free. We're not paying. Just got to feed them. <laughs> so you do have to feed them. So, John, there you go. He's learning. See, He's so learning. Uh, you, we, we are facilitators. Mm-hmm. Okay. We are nourishers. We are, some, we are sometimes manipulators, too, because mm-hmm. we can manipulate the sugar content to mm-hmm. have them break it down to, to a beer that we want. So, for example, and I'm going to go King Kong. All right. That's how we roll. <laughs> okay. So, our gorilla is, or pale ale, right, is a little lighter body than most pale ale. So, you go to West Coast pale, like Sierra Nevada, that has a little bit more sweetness yeah. to it a little mm-hmm. bit more color and body to it mm-hmm. well we could do that too but i'm not one to copy sierra nevada they do a damn good pale ale right mm-hmm. i'm not gonna copy sierra nevada right. i'm not gonna copy those who are doing some great pale ales. i'm gonna do my own pale ale mm-hmm. and my pale is a little lighter in body it's your lawnmower and pale ale it's hoppy mm-hmm. enough yet mm-hmm. bitter enough yet yeah. but the, the, it drinks like a pilsner mm-hmm, mm-hmm with a lot more flavor. Right. Well, I'm the one controlling how the yeast are consume that sugar, so I break it down in the mash. So it's like making your oatmeal, but with temperatures. Okay. Oh. So then you move on, you boil it, like mm-hmm. you do probably, you know, um, oatmeal, but we boil it because we want to kill all the bacteria mm-hmm. and then stop the, the conversion of enzymes into simpler sugars. Mm-hmm. And then we could pick up some color in the boil too, which there's may our reaction, like you're in a nice little steak mm-hmm. in a hot grill, you know, that little may our reaction the caramelization that happens Mm -hmm. those are the sugars in the meat getting caramelized we could do that too you know or we get our different ingredients got different bitterness we got drops Mm -hmm. and then we have to clear it send it into our yeast that are ready to eat at a nice temperature with nice oxygen because they're alive they have to you know and then we we let them poop out co2 (laughs) and ethanol and byproducts that create some really good delicious beer Mm -hmm. so that's it it's just barley that's that's in a nutshell but yeah water is there any uh, barley water hops and and then yeast four ingredients that's those are the four ingredients and of course if you change them you could add fruit to a certain percentage you could add all kinds of things so like if you're making an IPA, there's like more hops or you just do like less of something else? Yeah. So the hoppier the beer, the more hops you have. So kind of the American style beer that we do here is, of course, your pails kind of be 
um, a little hoppy, but not so hoppy. Then you got your IPA that's hoppier. Then you got a double IPA that's mm-hmm. even hoppier. Then you got triples and all that. Mm-hmm. But once you get a certain point, the hoppiness isn't going to get any more hoppy. And, and there's a scientific <laughs> term to that that I'm not going to continue because your palate can only detect a certain amount. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's a little crazy to keep adding stuff when it doesn't really matter. And right. actually, yeah. there's, there's, it hurts your beer because you're adding more leaf matter or mm-hmm. green matter, I'm going to call it, to those who don't. Um, I'm not going to say technical terms because it would be like what but green like adding mm-hmm. grass to your beer the mm-hmm. more you add to more the more it's going to taste like grass yeah right. mm-hmm. I mean you, you buy probably taste you taste some beer that tastes kind of like grassy yeah. like grass like you mow your lawn I haven't actually mm-hmm. I'd probably enjoy it though because I do like that smell I love that smell <laughs> I love that smell but I'm not sure I want to drink it but th- there's polyphenols that come out like anything else and that's because there's there's leaf matter, right? So the oh, more hops okay. we put, we can't avoid to, to oh, add more hops. Okay. And there is some CO2 extractions of, of oils and other mm-hmm. things you could do to add it. But the impact of what beer is, is because of that balance of flavors. Right. So uh, it's not only like what you choose. It's like the levels of what you choose. Correct. There's like millions of different ways you can combine to make that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, is, this is the coolest thing about beer. And I, I just love geeking out about this. So, <laughs> That's what we're know, here for. Yeah. So you have like El Campeón, you have it, right? So if, if I wanted to do a little more viscous, I can. Mm-hmm. Without using different ingredients if i wanted to add more color i can even without adding more ingredients mm-hmm. if i want it to change you know the way it tastes i um, could add ingredients right you know if i want to hire an alcoholic you know so it, it's just you can manipulate this this recipe right mm-hmm. but it's almost it always all those ways. four right because so now you have yeast that are going to do their their thing but you could manipulate them to do different things right, oh, mm-hmm. right. but then your water source oh, changes okay. too so yeah. at king kong we have a um, a water softener ro system so all the beer that goes into all the water that goes into my of the beer that we make is completely stripped out of minerals right. okay oh wow Rebr- so reverse osmosis yeah I love reverse osmosis. Reverse yeah, osmosis. Yeah. But because, because of that, we need to add some oh, nutrients to right, the water right. per batch. Depends on what style. Like our lagers, they say, are very gentle and light and crisp. That's because it's soft water. Mm-hmm. A lot of Sacramento breweries who do not have access to soft water aren't going to be able to make oh, crisp, clean, okay. really light pilsners. Right. Mm-hmm. Because every water does matter depends on the grain mm-hmm. so you guys probably you guys are coffee connoisseurs i'm assuming i mean or, i i mean i love no, coffee that's me yeah <laughs> i would imagine that coffee and different types of waters probably change to the flavor oh, yeah. of it, it too does. well completely mm-hmm. so yeah. because of the it dark totally roast and the cities yeah. and all that so right. that changes so i could manipulate that too without even changing the recipe right mm-hmm. right so, so there's I, so much you can do but see the cool thing with that is because i have the freedom to dial it in Every single batch without worrying about, well, oh, no, city of Sacramento just changed my um, my water to well now. It's not oh, river anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's going to change the flavor of my beer, mm-hmm. even though the, the consumer probably will not detect it. Mm-hmm. But the okay. brew, right. damn right, will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's the thing is like I want it always to be what I want to be because of that. So mm-hmm. I have the power to manipulate right. that, you know. Um, all I have to do is just make sure the yeasts are healthy. I could change around them, mm-hmm. but they're going to do what they do, and that's mm-hmm. it. So that's one thing I can't really change besides keeping them healthy. I could change yeast strain. I mean, uh-huh. there's multiple strains of yeast, but that will change the flavor profile of the beer as well. Mm-hmm. And right? ye- yeast can go from, with the same beer, I'm pretty sure, right? They can go from batch to batch to batch. Yeah, it's like doing up sourdough. To, up to 10 generations. Uh, yeah, we at home, Whoa. we have a sourdough starter that's like 15 years old or something like that. That's a crazy what? amount. Yeah. Um, but beer is the same way as where you, you could 
you could do generationals. I believe that second, third generation of yeast really start humming. Mm -hmm. It really starts getting where I want it to be just because the first generation, they're kind of adapting to Mm -hmm. their environment. And then they start multiplying, creating daughter cells, and then they are pretty much used to what's going on genetically. And then they start really purring like a kitten. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just amazing what they do. So as long as you're running one kind of beer, do you just keep those same core yeast Mm -hmm. cells? That's awesome. Yeah, so because we have uh, four tanks and it's kind of hard to keep keep them going because i switch back from lagers to ales and it, so that when we get bigger mm-hmm. we'll when? uh when we get bigger we uh <laughs> we will be able to do and i like to kind of cut it off at about 10 generations strong mm-hmm. okay because at that point they start really mutating mm-hmm. as you guys everybody in the u.s knows and the world knows that mutation happens in cells which our pandemic there's right. mutations well that does happen in mm-hmm. just cells that's why we kind of mutate essentially our bodies kind of mutate too right i mean mm-hmm. cells develop yeah. uh, and change so beer is no different and i like to keep it retained a bit or else it starts really changing in flavor mm-hmm. i see so, so when they start mutating i dump them start all over again have any cool things like I come about like... because of mutations and like have you discovered know, yeah, a new type absolutely. of flavor or something like that like the... a glowing beer <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, you have like campion light and then you have like campion light the next generation you know what i mean i like that the next yeah. i love it so you know what i hate hazies and i'm gonna put it on on, wow, on live blast. right now wow, okay. i hate them same I'm, I'm not offended i don't like hazies. so today. fruit notes are, are one of them uh mm-hmm. ester profiles that come out well as it mutates esters will start coming out because of stress mm-hmm so yeah you are right by saying that because a lot of the yeast strains that are very popular right now mm-hmm. have come from mutations that lap has gotten just mm-hmm. have have used them now right because now the whole crazy thing is i want a fruity beer yeah <laughs> okay that i am offended by that eye roll right there <laughs> well, uh, I guess I should say as a fruity if, if, person, if you don't add, <laughs> you can add fruit to make it fruity. That's great. But you know, hazies and just add all this kind of crazy proteins. It's and like the X-Men. Like you, some mimosas like you can chew it. It's like the X-Men class of <laughs> what beer. if I want to eat my beer? Okay. <laughs> it's the mutations. I, you know what I was, well, while you were talking about the yeast, I kind of feel like I would like get attached to them. You know, you kind of talk about them. Like they're like have daughter cells, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're like generational and they're growing and stuff. I feel like, I personally get emotionally attached. They're alive. You know what? I I do too. I stress out when I'm making them stress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know what's weird? There's no scientific proof to this. (laughs) But if I'm stressed out, and that's why, you know, you go to King Kong, if you go, and John knows when I'm brewing, I'm focused. Right. People don't talk to me because I'm I'm anal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll tell them to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because it's so critical that it has to be just the way it it is. Because you could stress out yeast super Mm -hmm. easy. And and you stress them out a couple ways. You don't feed them well enough or you get... Right. You don't have enough cells to, to ferment the next batch and mm-hmm. you could go on and on. But once you start reusing stressed out yeast, that's no bueno. Right. Mm-hmm. Happy yeast make happy beer. Sad make yeast happy. makes happy people. That's so cute. I love and it. They, so that's why I take so much pride in to keep them healthy because they're the ones, they're the workhorse. Right. They're mm-hmm. the money makers. I wish mm-hmm. I could pay them. So I kind of have like a two part question now hearing all of this. Do you have a favorite technique that you use? And if it's not your favorite beer that comes from that technique, what is your favorite beer? Or your favorite King Kong beer? Yeah. Because so, we don't want to talk about other breweries. We want to talk about... No, people. no. So I'll start with the favorite beer, then I'll talk about the techniques because I don't care who hears it because it's great. <laughs> um, uh, Zhongli or the Pilsner yeah. is probably the f- my 
pride and joy. Mm-hmm. Not only because I love Pilsners, but I love how complex it is in flavor, even though a lot of people think it's light. I consider Czech style Pilsner to be like a West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's hoppy enough for me. It's right. bitter enough for me. Right. It's got earthy notes, it's got citrus notes. Mm-hmm. You got all kinds of notes coming out of that. You got the bread notes, and it's very gentle, though. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it really difficult to do. Because right. in order to make a lager, and I have a saying again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, make probably brewers, man. I don't care, but um, <laughs> if they, if they're listening, it takes a lot of work and dedication to make a great pilsner. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you can make a damn good pilsner, and there's a lot of breweries in Sacramento that are making some delicious ones, so shout right. out to them. But if you're gonna make a pilsner, please, 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 please <laughs> make it good. <laughs> <laughs> and take the time. Don't just shoot out right, one because it's right. a popular thing right. to do. Yeah, don't yeah. rush it. No, because think about it. It's so gentle that anything off is going to be detected. Right, right. So that's one that you don't yeah. want to stress. You don't want to stress. Don't now, stress like, for example, an IPA, West Coast IPA, hoppy IPA, which you could add more hops. Nobody's going to really know. It's really how to detect. But that said is the process and the technique involved in it is is not complicated it's traditionally there was a a decoction machine and they didn't have any probes temperature probes they couldn't detect water temperature so they would have a process i won't go into it but what i do is besides having soft water i like to treat the grains as though i was mashing in or starting the process so when i start the process there has to be a certain temperature of water to go in to to fill the a kettle worth of oatmeal essentially mm-hmm. or grain right and then it sits there and it and it has a temperature right because you have hot water cold yeah. grain mm-hmm. you mix it together okay. there's a temperature mm-hmm. well that temperature for me stays consistent from the start of when i need to transfer that sugar content to my boil kettle because mm-hmm. then I want to boil it to kill bacteria, remember? I keep it the same temperature because the lighter grains that are involved, the hotter the temperature, the more extraction of polyphenols. Mm-hmm. And I've proven that within my facility. And I wish I had a, a bigger lab where we could actually do some really good tests. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully King Kong could grow big enough. We could have mm-hmm. a lab. No, when it, it grows big When enough. it grows, yeah. Because eventually I want to hire someone in the lab and yeah. then do some really geeking out of yeah, mm-hmm. for stuff. Sure. Right. But right now, uh, because... I could only detect that flavor when it's done. So anyways, that technique is is from start to finish, same temperature. We call it mashing temperature. Mm-hmm. Where commercial breweries, or a lot of brewers who, who start off or don't know much about or, or have a recipe or they follow textbook or whatever they want to increase it to 100 beyond by 20 degrees mm-hmm. to extract all the sugars oh, and there's okay. a couple a couple reasons for that first of reason is because it's like trying to you know honey is so thick yeah well you add hot water on top of it yeah. and it dilutes it uh-huh. you can extract it out right so if you want to suck honey out of a out of a straw okay, right. you're not going to suck it out when it's fully concentrated mm-hmm. yeah good luck but you add hot water to it it breaks it down a little uh-huh. bit more and it dilutes it by hot water and then you could really just get it. That's how you get a high concentration of rain sugars out of a kettle or a vessel oh, okay. into another one. But the lower the temperature, the harder it is. Oh, okay. The higher the temperature, the easier it is. Mm-hmm. So they're increasing the temperature to make it easier. But that's mm-hmm. going to really change the flavor because you're extracting a lot of the leaf matter because right. grain is, is just there's husk there mm-hmm. right it's polyphenol so you extract a lot of tannins and polyphenols out of that that's so interesting God, so, there's so much to it so like yeah. you know <laughs> you, you, so like Junle is so like even the Campion light it's just so like 
almost like Cheerio-y. It's just mm-hmm. really light and yeah. just right there, the balance of sweetness. If you go too hot, you'll add some astringencies. Oh, okay. Almost like bitterness in yeah. it. And right now, like the Jungle, if you guys check with the malt, creates kind of a, almost a nice gentle grassy note to it. Mm-hmm. But then you go beyond that if you go too hot and it really does change. That's super interesting. Could yeah. Like I, I kind of figured that it would be there? like so much to do with it, but I didn't know that there was this much to do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The process of brewing a, a Pilsner or a, a lager compared to an ale for me, it's probably about an hour and a half difference. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I extend my mm-hmm. brew time by an hour and a half just by being more careful. So from taking that starter, doing this whole process to putting it in a can, how many hours would you say? Of labor hours or just just kind of days or how do we want to do this because there's there's from a, from the seeds not seeds from, from the oats from, from the oatmeal okay, cool. to, oh, the, oh, to the can we'll go just so people can understand so yeah, from, their mil- hours. from milling in yeah from milling in so from basically breaking down the grain you don't want to create flour but you want to crush it into mm-hmm. multiple pieces to a drinkable product for mm-hmm. loggers it takes anywhere from for me it's four to five weeks oh, okay. uh, right now i'm pushing it four weeks uh-huh. mm-hmm. but for an ale it's two to three weeks oh okay <laughs> nice see so that's why a lot of people don't want to do loggers mm-hmm. because keep in mind it, a logger will tie up tank space oh for sure yeah so mm-hmm. yeah that is interesting Very cool. mm-hmm. i'm like Gosh, i'm like mind blown it's like so much i'm like just drink it and i'm like this is good <laughs> this is so good <laughs> but i'm glad you guys like it because if you guys think it's really good that means that you it's know very, it's yeah. the very are doing good. what they're doing so as soon as good. jonathan was telling us like oh campion lights coming back we were like what yeah <laughs> finally like, yes i still haven't had the norcal love yet but oh, like my, oh, we have some in the fridge right yeah that's Should. i think we do that's one of my favorites yeah it's it's really Remember Logan some awesome. John bring some over. Yeah. So, John, that. what <laughs> what is next for King Kong? Beer wise or everything anything wise? Just vomit on us. Tell oh, us everything. Shoot. Okay, so we we are in the process of expanding. Ooh. Uh, we have signed up distribution with uh, John. Kind of mentioned that earlier on with a company out of Oakhurst, California, over by Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And they distribute our beer from Modesto Ripon, where I grew up. Oh, mm-hmm. Ripon. Shout out, Ripon. <laughs> All the way to Fresno to Dang. Yosemite. Oh, okay. Oh, and that's they, awesome. And word on the street is the beer is doing very well and they want more. Okay. Duh. Mm-hmm. Not surprising. So, you know, um, that is positive news mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's great for me and uh now we have to think about how to continue that because because you guys are just operating out of that space yeah that's it that's it that's it no so you else. guys need more space to brew more yeah. yeah so right now we're reaching i'm about three quarters full capacity right mm-hmm. now i got a quarter way to go i feel like this summer will probably put us where we need to be and again you know in the brewing world it, it's it's really easy to get started but it, it's hard to maintain right mm-hmm. so given that we reach full capacity mm-hmm. and we're maintaining right then we're going to continue adding some tanks we are gonna do that anyhow because so flagship beers and this is kind of a really cool thing to say and we're really 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 jazzed about it that we have four flagship beers so jungle gorilla chingona orangutan did i miss one john prog oh <laughs> prog well night. not really yet no. no so four four proven solid solid beers okay. that 
that are selling the market. Okay, Okay, that's Mm -hmm. flagship. Mm -hmm. Now, Mexicali, people want it. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like Junle when it first came out. People loved it, killed it, and then it came out again. It's kind of slowed down. So, but now the Pilsner is selling like crazy. Right. Yeah. So it took a while. Uh, Mexicali may be that one too, but say four flagships right now that are guaranteed that people want it. Right. They haven't heard of it or have heard of it and still want it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So four. So, but I only have four tanks. Mm-hmm. So to keep up production of that oh, okay. with four tanks, it means I have to really flip them around quicker than the right. three weeks that I told you. Yeah. And I hate to do that because you're expediting process of clarity oh, and other things. Okay, right. I won't go into detail of that, but I don't like it. I did it a couple of times just because we opened up the market. I had mm-hmm. to. People wanted it. It's like, okay, fine. And now we're selling in, so now we have more time to breathe, right. which is cool because everything requires time to think about it and process. But yeah, so if we add two more tanks, it'll enable me to actually do a lot more one-offs like your Mexicali's. Mm-hmm. I love Mexicali. Maybe two more El Campeon Light if we could, you know, mm-hmm. so just keep it keep it around because right. people want it. They, they ask for it, so mm-hmm. why not? And then the NorCal Love or do some other like wit beers or mm-hmm. sours or another porter, stouts, barrel-aged stuff because we really want to do some barrel-aged stuff so oh, yeah. you know now now that we've we've kind of cemented ourselves and our roots are, are growing yeah. deep yeah mm-hmm. okay now it's time to really mm-hmm. get excited yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and now we could experiment with a lot of cool stuff mm-hmm. so before it's like you're building that basis yeah let it water let the roots get down deep and then yep then launch so barrel aged stuff i would love to do some sours now i would love to do traditional belgian style sours Ooh. where it takes a not you know years to really get to that sour notes and that oh, fruit yeah? and then special releases <laughs> that's just that's just down the road uh-huh. um but you know that's in the mix and then of course trying to get more beer out the market so you guys are expanding at your location though, correct. correct okay which you guys have been there right yeah we're gonna shimmy we're gonna put tanks where you don't even think they're gonna be well i was gonna say like would you guys just like move the tanks that you have like closer to the wall so you could stick one in the middle or are they gonna go like right where the sitting areas used to be and people don't sit anymore inside or no so we're gonna have so all the we don't want to use any of the space where people come in Mm because you know people love to be there yeah so we're not gonna take any yeah we don't want to take any table space or seat space yeah so we're gonna cut the office other kitchen kind of stuff and my lab's gonna be gone office <laughs> gone places that you don't see are right. gonna be gone okay and we're just gonna add takes mm-hmm. for now how many more tanks we're looking at three okay. oh my um, god but we want to just get one now yeah possible yeah. but mm-hmm. so expansion is happening soon i'm not gonna tell you when so you'll there'll be some construction going on at king mm-hmm. kong so please don't you know please keep coming it's just uh <laughs> we don't want to lose momentum just because keep on, uh, keep we will coming. we will have to uh trench the patio because uh, expansion requires more power and we have to put more voltage more oh, amperage right. mm-hmm. so you will be open during construction we will be open during construction but unfortunately there'll be some gated areas so yeah. mm-hmm. um which is which is cool yeah which people is like fine. that yeah, yeah so. i think people keep just, coming in to witness history yeah, people just yeah. knowing that you're expanding is like awesome so mm-hmm. yeah and, and i'm always seeing the cool thing about uh, beer styles too so that's expansion and beer styles is um i want to see what people want and we can do whatever we want right now so if anybody wants to post who's listening to this mm-hmm. what style of beer you want king kong to have right Ooh. why don't you guys post is that okay to say oh yeah, yeah. And, and then you guys could t- t- let me know we yeah. love it tag that'd be Instagram, awesome tag any us. style any fruit you want me to use i mean mm-hmm. i've thought about doing watermelon and one 
one and um, that would be hella do good. uh dragon fruit Ooh, to yeah. uh prickly pear mm-hmm. some other things a lot of fun kind of cool stuff that we could really geek out on right. and uh it'll be one-offs of course yeah, right, quick right. and easy mm-hmm. but it, it'll be fun to have i mean this isn't beer related but if y'all could start having some vegan food that would be great <laughs> you know what there's talk about that really yeah. i'll have to yeah. get in on the conversation yeah so we uh we just things are looking good for the kitchen as well so we we just have to so exciting fit, uh, as you notice i don't know saturdays we have rotating menu or oh gosh, just yeah. outside stuff yeah outside change. stuff the yeah so the food thir- is thir- so thursday good through saturday. thursday through saturday you guys have um, the outside kitchen yeah, okay. yeah. The, plancha. The, the plancha there's a barbecue yeah um so burgers so to good. tacos <gasps> to burgers we had burgers what? one time it went well yeah really good burgers too I, i've been waiting for a burger uh-huh. over there um the food is amazing at king kong honest so to gosh. good my the bon mi pizza is my all-time favorite it's a good one i can't go there without getting that dang pizza yeah. the elote pizza that one's good too. even though the crust has like egg and whatever in it like i can't stop rude you're vegan <laughs> i just take the cheese off and i suffer through the crust <laughs> well you don't so well, we don't do we don't have egg on the crust we don't use eggs or any dairy in the crust or anything we, cheese is the only dairy no nothing cheese on it only thing it has is yeast so flour i have been eating vegan water. at king kong yes you have <laughs> i've Mind been loyal blown. to my moral yeah so the cheese though the cheese yes crust, oh, i take yeah. the cheese off yeah but it's still so you can, just but you can order so my wife um she she can't do dairy for for lactose mm-hmm. she'll do a combo pizza no cheese and then just adds like sausages but extra veggies and, and they'll add garlic to it yeah. and they'll do um so you can order this definitely you could add um olive oil on it instead of the marinara but you don't care about the marinara but my wife can't have either no um, i can eat all the acid i just can't have so yeah so you could yeah just say no cheese and then you could just add olive oil if you want or add garlic or whatever else to it it's fine yeah catch me at kong seven days a week (laughs) (laughs) so the elote pizza is like so good so so good but yeah there there is because we don't have any eggs in the facility so there's no way they're adding eggs to the she's so excited we used to add to the dough but and my fault i <laughs> i told con that you know what during the pandemic yeah. they were using a bunch of beer <laughs> and i you know so i'm like really do we, we That's do fair. we really need to we have, can put that in cans yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> do we really need to be wasting you know gallons of our please kong please <laughs> do, uh, do people even know it has beer right it's, it's like and exactly. no, nobody did. Nobody did. So it's more like you can And that's my fault. It. Now they right. will. <laughs> that's, my <laughs> that's my fault. That's my fault. I'll take I'll take full responsibility. <laughs> I love it. So um are there any other like cool things happening at Kong? Um cool events, music, besides the ones we talked about earlier? I think we, we pretty did. much we, we did. pretty much yeah, covered it for let's, June. Let's reiterate. Yeah, for we, sure. We pretty much covered it for June. We do have Invernus ninety five coming back. I think they're at the <gasps> Ooh, end of the month. That's so the, the nineties. Right? Yeah. The yeah, 90s and, and, cover. And we'll post more about it too. Um, right. just, we're trying to stay up on top of everything with so social media. So the live media music, right like during the summer months, that happens more often? Yeah, so we have just permanently had our booking artists every single week, I think. Okay. But yeah, it's pretty much going to be for uh, every Saturday. Okay. Okay. But yeah. if Friday you guys have any bands that are willing to to help us out here on the boulevard mm-hmm. who are really good yeah. and, but we want to do big bands because i think big bands really have more of a draw yeah right. than than uh single artists mm-hmm. uh, have you guys thought about sense. doing like an open mic night or something we used to we used, we to, have used it. to have it and we we probably bring that back soon i just don't know how that i mean trivia is just 
crazy trivia is blowing up or we pack out every time we bought, yeah. we bought more chairs by the way if nice. we ha- yeah we had to so i love it but, and uh, then even wednesdays are pretty busy so it, mm-hmm. i mean they're, they're just hit and miss days so it's yeah. kind of hard to really have and open mic was on wednesdays before mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure yeah i mean even if you did like one a month or every other month or something i just know that that that's starting to become a big thing again open mic nights yeah we whatever. i mean we did it regularly we might have to do it again yeah. that'd be fun i'm gonna get up there hell yeah i'm gonna sing, Start. I'm gonna sing huey lewis in the news yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have the voice for it. I promise you. Yes. Cool. Well, John, thank you so much for coming in. Well, thanks we, for the invitation. Yeah, I this feel was like so awesome. Great, I know? feel like we learned a lot. I know mine and Sheila's brains are like blown. Yeah. I feel like now <laughs> when I drink the beer, it tastes different. It's a little. You appreciate it a little. I do. More. Mm-hmm. I've always now that you know some of the process. No, for sure. And just knowing <laughs> just the love and knowledge that goes into it from you, it totally. Really does. It oh, tastes- we didn't ask. What's it like to have Jonathan assisting you? Oh crap. <laughs> I was like, we have to ask this. <laughs> no, you know what? It's been really good. It's, it's been a joy. And I was just saying this because he's in front of me. But um, <laughs> Leave the room. <laughs> you know, it, it's for me, you know, the other two facilities that I was working at, it was from going really small to get big and then managing a team and keeping up with consistency and quality. And that's really important for a business. Right. Mm-hmm. But because King Kong was, is just have such a heart for this community. Right. And mm-hmm. all the locals mm-hmm. and I just don't want to mess anything up. Right, it was yeah. really hard for me to really say, well, let's get somebody on. But John, you know, proved his, he, he has, his merit was phenomenal. <laughs> he volunteered for a while and, and he was a regular and uh-huh. his work ethic is incredible, which mm-hmm. it's really hard to find these days. But then his attention to detail is really awesome too, which is really hard to right. find. Oh crap, you're making me blush. So Diamond we, in the rough. <laughs> yeah, it, it really it really was. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what his plans are for the future, but I mean, that's he's one great employee. So, um, and I think, you know, we could only get better with him. We will, we will only get better with him. You that's know, it depends on how long it stays, but right. he's got a lot of projects going. On, For I those know. of you listening, Jonathan's redness has now gone from his <laughs> hat to his collar and is going down his arms. I'm kidding. <laughs> Pale people problems. <laughs> no, and I always say I appreciate there's, that. there's only been a couple guys that I've trained in the past that, you know, that were not as good as him. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were killers. So, you know, it could Sheesh. be his age, you know, he's a little older. I trained yeah. uh, some really young bucks. Yeah. And that probably helps. That helps a, a quite a bit. But, uh, I managed for eight years and I trained a lot of employees right. so yeah, i understand sure, yeah. the other side of it yeah you know? yeah but you know the, the freedom i have now because he's there yeah to do things that i've been wanting to do mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. and now i get to do them is, is really excited for me right you know now i could trust somebody to do something right mm-hmm. And then I have to be there just to supervise and right. watch is really refreshing for me. Well, he is always walking around with those books, the yeast books. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give him as much as he, and I, I keep telling him, the more you do, the more you, you achieve some, some goals here, the more you're going to have. And, right. you know, hopefully one of these days he'll be up in the brew house and doing some beer and, um, you know, I could focus on other things too. Right. So, which expansion is one of the biggest things, right. uh, mm-hmm. time to focus on mm-hmm. that. And, Cause it's not just only getting equipment, it's getting the right equipment. And right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, don't really understand what that means but for me it's like a chef knife oh for sure yeah what's it like working for john oh crap <laughs> uh, no it's it's amazing and uh, i mean as i was a teacher to people through my last job he's an amazing teacher and he knows what he's doing and the attention attention to detail and quality control that he does is absolutely amazing that's why the beer comes out so consistent and 
just the quality of everything is just absolutely perfect. I told John that if he uh, sticks around, he'll know more about brewing than, I'll say this, a lot of individuals in the Sacramento market. <laughs> a lot of brewers in the Sacramento oh, right. market. Mm-hmm. Just because of you know, the training he has, he's privileged to get. Because yeah. a lot of you know a lot of brewers come in and they get stuck in a keg wash because the company's so big and there's not really too much room to grow. Yeah. Right. But his room for growth is <laughs> exponential. Because <laughs> it's just me and him. So. Yeah, I gotta and, say, I love you, this lucky. energy. Yeah, one, one of the first have. ones, you know, one of the first ones to start off. And you were great, yeah. you were doing all of this, all of it by yeah. yourself, by yeah, for the amount of like cleaning that I am doing right now. Yeah, man, for sure. And yeah. you were brewing at the same time. Everything, yeah. yeah. Holy shnikes! I That's will say, crazy. like the and the amount of times, like, because we're neighbors now. Like, I I'm pretty aware of like when he's coming and going. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I he leaves in the morning and he doesn't come home until way later. I'm like, Jesus Christ! So like, knowing <laughs> I have that, a few beers after. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But like, like having to picture you doing all that by yourself is crazy. Knowing how much time he spends there. Right. And you know, again, I think it's, he he knows one thing is now he appreciates the beer a little bit better, but Mm -hmm. now he has that perception, perspective, uh, perspective of doing it. Mm-hmm. to tasting it right yeah and right. that just opens up a whole different I'm horizon sure in it. your mind i can't wait until we have like one that you brewed like by yourself oh yeah that's oh, gonna yeah. be awesome it'll be fun it'll be awesome it'll, it'll be, be a fun. little ways down the road but totally totally oh my god yeah. can we call it tater tot <laughs> please <laughs> trademark uh, it right now i don't know if Kong will agree to that but <laughs> <laughs> he's like it has to be at least a little jungle themed <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out and we'll keep you updated. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you so much, John, for coming in. Yeah, this really, thank you. Seriously educational and so much fun. So let's just, we're just going to tease, okay, for next week, you guys. Mm-hmm. We do have Dennis from That Guy Eyewear. Have you been over there, John? To no, that? I do you wear glasses? I finally started reading some, getting some reading glasses. Oh, okay. so. I forget you don't live here too, but anyway. <laughs> Dennis um, owns a eyeglass shop right here on the boulevard across the street. He's super dope. Um, he's coming on the 23rd, and he's also having that trunk show on the 25th. Mm-hmm. And then we do also have a very exciting segment coming up, okay? And it's called... Sierra isn't annoying while being vegan. (laughs) (laughs) I came up with the title. You can't get mad at anyone else. (laughs) But I'm saying she's not being annoying. Um, So Sierra has been sampling the vegan goods on the street. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for next week Mm -hmm. for a full breakdown of all the goods. And she's super excited now to know you can go try all the pizzas without cheese. Yeah. I mean, for all I've I've had most of the beers, so I can like give reviews on those already. But catch me in there all next week getting those pizzas. (laughs) Um, So that's what's coming up, you guys. Um, Yeah. So just stay tuned for all the fun stuff. And where can they find us, Sierra? They can find us on Instagram. The podcast is Blue Blocks Podcast. The salon is Sector 7 Salon with a 7 as the number 7. And then um, also check out the Del Paso Boulevard PBID. They're great and awesome. And you can find out everything happening on the boulevard on their Instagram, which is just Del Paso Boulevard, one word. And then our websites are Sector7Salon.com and then DPBPartnership.com. John, do you have an Instagram? What do you have to plug? I'm lame. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any. Well, King Kong has an Instagram, right? yeah king kong it's just a lot king of, kong brewery a lot of the pictures i take of him end up on the instagram yes, i'm old school if you want to talk to me just head out to king kong boulevard yes there, Se- knock on the door. Yep, yep, yep. okay but king kong brewery <laughs> is the instagram handle right yes. Jonathan? king kong brewery 
Awesome. Right, cool. Awesome. So well, we'll see you there. Will, so honestly, I every single time I go there, I see Jonathan. It even when he's not working, one hundred percent. And if you stand there, you can shout really loudly. No, so this is you guys. If you don't know who Jonathan is, but you're going to the brewery, mm-hmm. okay? He's always wearing a Giants hat and a King Kong shirt. Oh crap! I gotta change this. Or up. a Hellraiser shirt, or yeah. some no, other. But ever since he started working at King flip-flops, Kong, flip flops, shorts, yeah. t shirt, and base, hat. It's baseball season. And, and it's hot as hell outside. Come on now. Yeah, no, that's right. Flip-flops. <laughs> really shorts. Not short shorts, but like small shorts. Cut-offs. Cut-offs. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then a King Kong shirt, glasses, and a giant hat. Uh, baseball hat. And then that's, that's Jonathan. And then John has a salt and pepper beard. Very right. nice beard, by the way. Yeah, Thanks. very nice beard. <laughs> very nice. And he's, they're both chilling. Always flip-flops. Yes, always, always flip-flops. flip-flops. <laughs> Just chilling. Some cool dudes. The, the shorter guy. all right cool thank you so much john and yeah we'll see you guys next week have a good week bye